0: Guy, there is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. You're not real. Please stop my mother- And the guy responsible for this world was going to destroy it. You've met God?
1: Yes, he's an absolute troll.
2: Trolls exist buddy if we're not real doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters i am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time now if that's not real i don't know what is i know this world is just a game but this place these people that's all i have so i'm not gonna be the good guy thanks guy i'm gonna be the great guy
0: well enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity (laughs) off you go
1: welcome back to the one and only Minority Report Film Podcast, the review edition, and this is your double-dose colorful perspective into respect and free guy. Your fair montereys are here reporting for duty. My name is Raul, and reporting with me is Mr. Mo Shama. Hello, everyone. I got Drizzy Dre. What's up? And with us... Also Kobe Mac from Colby told me.
2: Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy Colby Mac and um B to A to C to K.
0: Wait, what's that from? <laughs> what is that from? I think
2: he just spelled.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Is it? Is it not from something? Hmm.
1: I just took it like a like and double O P. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, just kind of spelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We got a double dose of reviews for y'all, but Before we dive into that, make sure you check us out on all the socials at MReportPod, Twitter, Instagram, hit us up, we're there. Make sure you check out the site, MReportPod.com, for all goodies on there, written reviews, and all that good stuff. First up, on the report, we got our non-spoiler general thoughts on Respect, the Aretha Franklin biopic. Then we're going to have a quick conversation on all the happenings about Warner Media and its deal with AMC right now for exclusivity next year, 2022. Shama's going to talk to us about that. And also, to close out the show, we are going to have a non spoiler conversation followed by a full spoiler filled convo of the long awaited Ryan Reynolds, once Fox, now Disney. <laughs> Film, free
3: guy. The life story of legendary Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Written by Tracy Scott Wilson and Kelly Corey. Directed by Liesl Tommy. Starring Jennifer Hudson, Forrest Whitaker, and Audra McDonald. This movie, as others, have been impacted by COVID-19 pandemic. It was originally scheduled for a limited release on December 25th of 2020, followed by an expansion to January 8th of 2021. And then the studio decided to push it to January 15th of 2021. Then they decided to delay it to August 20th. So like a month ago, they decided to pull it back to August 13th of this year.
1: Now we did not all check this out. Shama and I checked it out. We went to a screening, so we're gonna talk about this quick. Um, Shama, biopics. Generally, do you walk into them uh, hopeful and excited?
3: Lately, we got like lots of musical biopics, like especially like for for artists and musicians more than like historical figures, and most of them. I feel that this disappointed me like despite like a marvelous performance from Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody it it was not um, a connected together movie even his right. performance was good but like it wasn't to win the the academy award um Judy was one of the of the movies that gave us what we were or what I was personally looking for like a marvelous performance from Renée Zellweger that like really Gathered everything we needed to know or needed to see or needed to get informed, and um, in a short period of time, it was the movie was less than two hours, but it didn't feel more than an hour and 10 15 minutes, not like others, especially that lately most of the directors try to lean towards making a movie, uh, making a biopic, like long. Because they are trying to fit lots of things. I love what Spielberg did in Lincoln, like that we don't have everything like from his life, but we are focusing on certain parts of the life that created this great figure, great historical figure. And I wish everybody was doing the same. Sure. That's like my, my, my always thought. Like I, lately I started to be so skeptical, Waiting for a biopic, waiting for 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 a true story like this about about a great figure in history, and we are talking here about like one of the greatest artists in the American history. We are talking about Aretha Franklin, especially after a TV show that was done for for um, for Hulu with the Cynthia Erivo that like did not people did not like it that much. They did not. That was not genius, right? What they expected. Sorry. Genius, right? Um, genius. Amazing Grace. No, Amazing G- Grace.
2: I thought, I thought she was like you know like what was that Genius uh, okay. uh, anthology series where like that, am I am I getting it mixed up?
3: Yeah, it was part of something. Yes. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I do so remember like that. Yeah. what that wasn't
2: well received?
3: That wasn't well received, and oh, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I knew that it wasn't well received.
2: Hmm. I'm so unsold so, on this movie. But keep going, Kobe. <laughs> Kobe Mack
1: had said something to me when I was talking about earlier and that's where we're gonna get to, to our general thoughts on this movie. But Colby Mack, what did you say we were having a conversation, what did you say a biopic is to you? What yeah, what what did you say it has to do?
2: I think a biopic should be chronicling a journey of an artist, an important figure, um, essentially from birth to the end of their life, or a director can choose to be able to highlight a significant moment you know, a season in someone's life. Um, I think it's fair to say that of recent, the choice hasn't been the greatest in regards to, like, really putting on display, you know, the trials and triumphs of these biopics. Um, I think there's been some great ones, right? The Doors with Val Kilmer, Um, Ray with Jamie Foxx, right? Walk the Line, you know, with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon um i didn't get past
0: I'm, the title sequence
2: on that one. Oh, for real man uh, <laughs> that was a know. good one but, well, but also like you know one. non-musical by bi- and, and 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 i think maybe i think maybe there's too many tropes that a lot of um studios production teams and directors fall on the sword of with musical biopics because you look at a biopic like capote um I wasn't in love with Jay Edgar, but you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio did a good job. So maybe it's differently specifically with musical biopics, where a lot of these stars, their rise to fame charts very similar to other stars.
0: Are you not mentioning Jackie because you didn't see it?
3: I didn't see Jackie. And I, oh, I, I love a, Jack. I know. I, I forgot I, to mention Jack. I love yeah. Jack. Outstanding performance from Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman that like was really snubbed that year. Like it was amazing performance from her. So,
1: you know, as we're, there's, there's like one thing, Rocket you know.
3: Man. Rocket Man, like, oh, yeah. You
2: know, it's it's crazy. Rocket Man. All right, so, of course, we had Rocket Man. Then we also had Bohemian Rhapsody. Where Bohemian Rhapsody, it's a biopic, but, like, it's a whole group. It's still a biopic, right? It's still let Queen's t- biopic, yeah, let, but it's different. Let,
1: let me tell you what I walked into Bohemian Rhapsody expecting it to be. And because it wasn't this, like, I feel like the movie became too much of a biopic, and I'm going to explain that. I walked into Bohemian Rhapsody. The, the film is not named Queen. The film is not named Freddie Mercury. The film is named Bohemian Rhapsody, which is, I, w- I would say, their most famous song. I would say one of the greatest songs in history. It's, it's a song that's the best example for us film lovers of a three-act structure in song. It's a beautiful three-act structure It's an amazing song. I walked into Bohemian Rhapsody expecting us to see the journey of Bohemian Rhapsody. Not of Ah, Oh, so you were expecting that they were
3: focusing on making of that song, like the breaking down of making of that song. That's why you like is 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 is
1: that a good movie? I think it's an amazing movie because that song is so momentous. Also, you can condense that. That's an hour and a half right there. A really good biopic, hour and a half, where we see, we get a feel for every one of these characters and who they were, what made them tick, what affected them. We can get flashes here, flashes there of, like, what made them into who they are. Get a really good idea. because like, like, to me, a biopic is not necessarily walking through someone's life, but rather depicting them as they were so that we, their fans... Or they're soon to be fans because it's biopic, can get a glimpse into their life. I don't think I don't I don't need to see every moment because I'm so sorry. Not every moment in anyone's life is interesting enough for me to sit down and watch it.
0: Yeah, I like it when directors and writers take the film approach (laughs) instead of the documentary
1: approach. Which is why I think Judy is so good, right? I think Judy is one of the best biopics because Judy does not try to show me her entire life. Judy shows me a very, very huge moment at the beginning. It shows it almost in this like magical, greater than life, more vibrant than life way. And then it jolts us into the future in a very gritty grimy world where she's now grown way past her her stardom and she's trying to climb back up to reclaim back something that she left behind because of like what she like her struggles
3: caused trauma. her to, to
1: her trauma yeah caused her to like that like that fell, she fell from that. And now she's trying to reclaim that. And so that's the journey we're seeing. We're not seeing every moment. We don't see her from she's a little girl. We see her, no, she's past her prime, you know, quote unquote prime, right? She's she's dropped from the limelight and she's trying to reclaim something again. And I think that's such an amazing story to tell. And I think that movie's so captivating. And it's not
2: two and a half hours long. I can vibe with that because I'm thinking about it. Um, Steve Jobs. We centered on a central it's so event, good. right? In, it's in so regards good. to you know to, yes. to releasing the iPhone, and we were able to kind of bounce back and forth in points of time, but we get those tidbits. But it's still focusing on the conflict between him, yeah. his partner, and Kate Winslet's, uh, Kate Winslet's character, right? Um, and I, I think that's really going to be up to the director and the screenplay that they're working with to really try to yeah. find the best story to tell within that confine. I will say, though, I bet you it's probably hard with the pressure from a studio or an estate. We've been conditioned where when we get a biopic, it is the traditional chronological story from birth to sometimes and most often death.
1: Which I think is one of the biggest issues with biopics, which is why I think what stands out the most in biopics, what tends to get nominations in biopics, is performances. Because everything else is just okay. It's just okay storytelling. It's just okay direction. It's just okay... You know, uh, uh, editing and, and cinematography, because we're so focused on like the performances and and like you know these actors bringing these you know uh, uh, historical figures to life in front of us, and so we often get like they tend to claim a lot of acclaim in that, nominations in that, but like in everything else, not so much. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. We're accustomed to that formula of from beginning to end, and like. And now, that's finally. the main
3: reason that like i feel that what fails most mm-hmm. of them not fail but um every every successful example we all agreed on that like focusing on part of their life either yeah. a struggle and how to overcome it or a big success and how to tend back to b- bad bad or struggle in their lives earlier so we can go back and forth but not mm-hmm. like we are going in in, in the way um choreographic time, you know, like we're just like yeah. going from birth to death. And, and that's what like, makes the movie so long. Makes yes, the movie, which is where like,
1: you know, respect, finally, like getting into respect, like respect, I, I feel like had a lot of potential, you know, and, and where it fails is like, yo, I don't know why, and this is not a spoiler, we spend what felt like 40 minutes watching Aretha as a 10-year-old girl. And I was just like, when are we jumping forward? Like, when are we seeing Aretha?
3: Without like, resolution, you know? as well, without spoilers. And then, that, yes. Without and then there's, resolution. Again, no spoilers. You. Yes.
1: There's so much that is brought up that is never resolved because the film is has so much going on, and like, it it, it really is just showing her from like beginning to like a very very momentous moment in her life, and there, it's just two and a half hours of just. Again, that thing that I said that's just like, not all of this is interesting enough for us to be sitting down and watching it for a really long period of time. This film felt like it went on forever. Um, when, it, when it was getting close to the end, I was like, I, I, I was sitting there and I turned to Shaman and I was like, I, I, just, I just really am ready for it to end. And I don't want to get my hopes up thinking that this is the moment because it kind of feels like it's about to end. But like, I don't want to get my hopes up because I keep thinking that this entire film. And so this film, that's that's that is really where it fell. And unfortunately, that's like the most difficult thing to get through because we're having to sit through this entire thing and we're watching this entire life and like she has an incredible life. But I just wish we had condensed it and focused on like if it if it is the men in her life, which I think is like such a powerful thing that we could have focused on, her trauma, because of her experience with the men in her life taking her control away from her. That, boom, that's it. That is the movie. That is what we needed to focus on. Not all this other stuff. And if which you, you heard listen to her music, music mom that's what from her music is about.
3: When you said, like, the control of men in her life, she said it at the very beginning, um, mm-hmm. that a man control you. And, yep. like, that was the struggle. You know, the, uh, one of the other, like, really uh, flaws of, of this point, that, like, we spent 70% of the movie trying to point to something and portray... Uh, her angelic character, you know, like we don't see her doing wrong. She's just like a victim that's not doing wrong to the point that I felt, okay, they are not showing any bad thing. And then suddenly we switch to see, um, okay, now we see the other side and how she's struggling with, with people around her and how she was about to lose people around her and how she started to go back on the right path, which which at this moment, you don't feel that the movie was um, getting long. You, you started like, to forgive and overcome the previous ones. And then we yeah. start to to spend like five to seven minutes in literally five to seven minutes of her life, which we didn't yeah. need to.
1: And and there's a point where you really start getting frustrated with her and her decisions. And I, I hate that I felt that way. Um but on the positive, real quick, um I know that no one is talking about her performance, but Jennifer Hudson she actually does deliver a good performance here. Um, You know, the way she delivers those more meek quiet lines as Aretha, like, I feel like she depicts it really well, and no, Colby, I'm not talking about sing-acting, I'm talking about actual acting. Uh, And she she does a really good job. Wait till you go check it out. Um, And then on top of that, I will say, though there were too many of them, and they were all way too long, well, most were too long. I I was okay with a couple of them being full-length, but um, the musical scenes where we're actually seeing her perform, or even better, come up with a song, um, you know, whether it's by herself or with her sisters or something like, like those scenes really, really, really stand out. Um, yeah. So, Shama, you got any other big thing that stood out to you? Yeah,
3: of course. Like in the the positive side, like uh, Forest Whitaker, like whatever he does, like he he catches this the scene. Um, he's a great actor, um, marvelous performance on, on screen in this movie. There's like one downside that like you, you feel that like facial reactions needed more. Like he has like the same rigid face through different um, reactions, like, um, like frustrate, frustrated from something, uh, sad about something, uh, hurt about something, uh, traumatized about something. They all look the same. Especially sure. that they did not try to age him. That was one of the things. Maybe the person, like her, her dad in real life, used to, to dye his hair that way. But like from the very first second we've seen him till the very last moment we have seen him, he looks the same. He doesn't age. He doesn't have gray hair. He doesn't look different, even his style of clothes or anything. And that took away from the character. Uh, Audrey McDonald, despite her, her short uh, screen time, Every second she comes on screen, she was glowing. She was giving a heartfelt moment, like um, a heartfelt line. And of course, like, she's a great singer. But um, Jennifer Hudson, it was not like, as I, like, I thought she will do worse than this. She did good. Um, I think Raul gives, gives her more credit than me in her performance. I feel she doesn't have that glow that Aretha Franklin had around her. Even, like, the depth in portraying that character. She was trying. She was trying to act without imitating. And uh, I would give her credit for that. But I didn't feel that, like, you know, Aretha Franklin used to, like, to fill the screen. You know, like, you're seeing a queen. I didn't see a single scene with, with Jennifer Hudson as a queen. But as a good actress portraying another actress, another um, performer or singer, yes. But, like, not to that level of Arisa Franklin. But overall, um, it's a good experience. It's a good movie. I don't think it would be nominated. Maybe it can be included in the short list or something. for, for some. But, but What's your report card? Um, six.
1: I'm also at a six. Last thing I'll mention on respect, I want to give a shout out to Lindsay Dunn from one of my stories at one of my stories on Twitter. Um, She, you know, one of the things she pointed out that was really good was um, how they depicted the way Aretha. The way the filmmakers dissected the moments in which Aretha would really make a song personal to herself and her struggle and what she's experiencing in life and it was this way of like her dissecting these these lyrics and making them her own and the way they depicted that was amazing she she was she was pointing out how that's just really what set out for uh, from the film for her And i thought uh she uh yeah that was a really great thing to point out so shout out to Lindsay dunn that's it on respect
3: next up on the report on the Monday investor call from AMC Theaters, AMC Chairman and CEO Adam Aaron said that AMC signed the deal with Warner Brothers ensuring a 45-day theatrical window as well in 2022. We knew earlier this year that Warner Brothers signed a deal with Regal to have 45 days and we know the problems that started last year with AMC and Warner Brothers because when AMC when Warner Brothers announced day and date for every single movie on their slate to be on hbo max on the same day and how everybody was frustrated and the industry cannot believe that this will happen finally warner brothers said like in 2022 this is not happening and they said like it will be 45 days with regal amc signed the same deal with them so the movies are not exclusive for regal anymore it's with amc and regal for 45 days What's the difference now? Before that, the deal was between 70 days to 90 days. Now we went down to 45 days. What does this mean? This means that like, we will have some original movies for HBO Max, like what Disney did this year like on Disney Plus with Luca. It's a movie that's like, not having theatrical release, and it will just be a straight Disney Plus original. Warner Brothers will, will do the same. They will have 10 movies in 2022 that are only for HBO Max.
2: But if I could, if I could chime in real quick, because that was a very interesting example that you tried to give for Luca. To the best of my knowledge, Luca was never intended to be a Disney Plus exclusive release.
3: No, it wasn't. It wasn't and, and, So, and this is what's happening now. Even Paramount Plus, like yeah, that's yeah. what every studio is trying. Like, so HBO Max did. Uh, Warner Brothers did not announce which ten movies will only be on HBO Max. They are trying to attract their audience to stay, to pay for the streaming service. Sure. So what will happen? They will pick one, one movie a quarter to be one, a big hit that will not be released in theaters, and they, they, so they can catch people to watch it on their streaming service.
2: And what that means, ladies and gentlemen, and, and this is the thing that I really hope people understand, right? When a movie is produced, there's an artistic integrity to that, and also like a box office viability to it. I'm not going to say that these streaming only films that are be produced are going to be essentially TV movie quality. But they will not be what you're used to getting at the movie theater. Am I alone in sharing that sentiment?
0: You think they're going to hold back?
3: I it absolutely will not be with every movie. No, it will correct. Not every movie. It it's not going to be with every movie. Like the Robert but- Jamaica's movie, uh, mm-hmm. Pinocchio, Pinocchio with, uh, with Tom Hanks. This, since the day they started filming, they are saying it's a Disney Plus original, so it doesn't have the big budget for theatrical release. And you can tell the difference. You, can, you can tell, tell the, the difference, difference in
2: the quality of the film. Look at—I think Disney Plus is probably the best example, right? Um, what was that—the the the one with the ape movie, um, the 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 one with the annoying kid who's well, like a detective, uh, <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Uh, the the football story. Those films look particularly different from Cruella look particularly different from soul from Ray and the last dragon. That's the thing that people really have to understand. Like, and that's why I think this is still all very new is that you're not going to be getting, you know, uh, the suicide squad. You're not going to be getting Dune coming out on HBO max in 2022. That was only because of the pandemic.
3: And you're that's correct. But some movies will have like very big budget and theatrical theatrical f- um, um, production, and then if, when the early reactions will show that the movie is not will not do well at the box office, this will be one of them that will be pulled. Like what what Paramount did with um, Infinite, like the Mark Wahlberg movie, because they knew that like nobody will come to watch it, so they pulled it and they released it only on Paramount Plus. And this was what will happen with Peacock, with Disney Plus, with HBO Max with uh paramount plus wild
1: um so i guess not the uh not the extinction of theaters the way people expected um but rather there's i mean we definitely expected there to be a change a mold in this industry um and, and it's it's gonna be looking different it already is um it's gonna be real interesting going forward i mean they're all competing for these this this you know, people to subscribe to their service so that they can make consistent money every month from the subscribers. Um, So they're definitely going to be finding ways to make sure people stay locked into their subscriptions long term. Um, So it's an interesting move. Um, I think I mean, it's definitely a better move than the one from this year, right? Which we all thought they had lost their minds. We do not know what they were doing. We thought Warner Brothers was just trying to shut theaters down. Um, and, and, and and the world had a panic. But I think this move is – I think it makes a lot more sense, especially for the way that the, the things are moving. Um, it seems like people are eager to, to still go watch movies in the theater. But I think a lot of people are still are, – I think a lot of people fell in love with the idea of watching films at home. That they would otherwise catch in theaters.
3: But it's not continuing. Like this way with what Disney is doing. And what Warner Brothers is doing. And what Universal will announce afterwards. uh, It's going back. But not in the same way. But it's it's more like tending towards the pre-COVID times. Because they are not making what they were making. And that's why they all said like. Oh we still need the exhibitors. We still need the theatrical experience.
1: Yeah. They're not making that money. The same, same way they were. Well, that's it. That's it for that conversation. Last up on our report, we got, again, our non-spoiler general thoughts, followed by a full spoiler discussion
2: on Free Guy. A bank teller who discovers he's actually a non-playable character, quote-unquote, an NPC, in an open-world video game, decides to become the hero of his own story. when he rewrites himself. Now in a world where there are no limits, he is determined to be the guy who saves his world his way before it's too late. Written by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn, and a story by Lieberman, written by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn, directed by Sean Levy, starring Ryan Reynolds, Jody Comer, Lil Ro Howery, Joe Keery, Utkarsh Ambukar, and Taika Waititi.
0: How long do you think that conversation was about writing this on whether or not they should put non-playable character in NPC? Do they really think that people don't know what NPC is?
3: Are talking about the synopsis? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> actually, it was not in the, in the synopsis. It was just it NPC was not, I added it. Yeah. <laughs> I added it. When, when I, I got added it,
2: because in the movie, they say it like 50 times.
3: They explain uh-huh. it to, to some, some... Actually, in the very early... Uh, Test screeners, they some some of the audience start asked them to put it there because it was it was mentioned twice only as NPC and then they added non playable character to explain it to them and that's why when like oh. I, I, the synopsis was in the like, production notes like as it is and then when I added this I said like okay Colby makes sense to to adjust <laughs> this part.
1: <laughs> Sharma, walks to the release date of this film.
3: As you mentioned earlier, this movie was one of the long-awaited movies, like lots and lots uh-huh. of of uh, movie lovers and Ryan yep. Reynolds fans were waiting for I was that, in movie that group to, to be released. Exactly. And the movie was initially scheduled to be released on July 3rd of 2020. And then, then Disney decided to move it to December 11th of 2020 once the pandemic hit. Then they pulled the It's Time and Death on the Nile time for two months. We didn't know what time the movie would be released. Then... In January, late January of this year, they announced that the movie will be released in May, eleventh of twenty twenty one. Then suddenly they said, like, okay, we're gonna push it to August thirteenth, and we finally are getting the movie in theater on that time. This movie was one of the very, very important films that Disney, when they were negotiating the deal with uh, with Fox at that time, because it was in the um, in the early process of finalizing the deal. They didn't even fi- uh, like sign the deal to produce the movie. Uh, Sean Levy had the the script since 2016 and then he, he was keeping the movie uh, the the script on the side because he was thinking about Hugh Jackman to play the role. Then Hugh Jackman introduced Ryan Reynolds to Sean Levy and then he decided to make the movie. He uh, showed the script to 20th Century Fox at that time and they were interested in producing the movie. Disney saw very big potential in the story because like they, they gathered all the projects that were still in production and pre-production. And they intentionally intentionally mentioned that this one, they will increase the budget for it once like they have full uh, picture of how the story is going and the cast and everything. And it was one of the very first movies to be produced under the Disney umbrella. They had like maybe a week when it was officially tw- 20th Century Fox. And then everything after that was under 20th Century Studios when they were filming. Because they started filming in, in Boston in late, uh, 20, uh, mid-2019.
1: And I know that Reynolds was quoted saying that he has not been as fully immersed in a project since Deadpool, which is wild. Mentioning this, Colby Mac. before we get into our general thoughts, Colby Mac, I know your focus is performances. You're an actor yourself. I am of the opinion that... This film is partially as great as it is because of the magic that Reynolds added to this character. Can you imagine Hugh Jackman bringing that same? <laughs> Sorry. I, <don't> know, <laughs> I, I know. definitely <laughs> I feel like
0: your opinion. Hold on. on. <laughs> right.
1: Can you imagine Hugh Jackman bringing in that same conviction? Yeah. That's a good word for it. That same conviction.
2: I mean, yeah. Have you seen this guy do it as ADR for Logan, aka Wolverine, inside of like the X Men films? Um, but this is what you get with movie stars, guys. Like, you get commitment, but also you get a star quality where there's this aura around everything that's involved within a movie. Even in movies that don't look like they should be good, that reminiscence to the movie. That's going to be coming out on HBO Max and in theaters in a few weeks. Like be something a about it. Yeah. yeah, something about it seems like this movie was supposed to release a long time ago and did it. But I'm purely drawn in because it's actually a really nice cut trailer. And as well, Listen, this has got Hugh Jackman. S-
1: something about it also makes perfect sense for Hugh Jackman to be in it. But Free Guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more in the spoiler section. I think
0: maybe it's kind of hard to see because we've never seen Hugh Jackman play a role like that.
1: Exactly.
0: But maybe he could. We don't know. He could have done well, it. We I mean,
1: play. listen, Blue Shirt Guy is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is Blue Shirt Guy. Yeah, they, for the real. two, it really the is. Two are, the two are mingled in my mind. Um, honored, so. But
3: to be fair, we cannot we cannot like compare because we didn't see Hugh Jackman doing anything about it. And because, I like, think he's incredible.
1: The great mean, showman
3: is amazing. I
0: he did a great job. I mean, he really knows how to pour uh, a exactly. of water in Australia.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and he would he know how to do it. But like, I think we all agree on this because Ryan Reynolds nailed the role. Sure. But real quick, guys.
0: Also, so isn't he Hugh- older than Ryan Reynolds? Oh, he's significantly he older Do you have an even yeah, older like- person kissing this girl?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Hollywood for you, right? But look, Hugh Jackman is in this movie. I'm I'm convinced of it. Oh, where? Okay, so when oh, Jodie is Com- it a spoiler? No. Okay. When Jodie Comer playing Millie inside the game, does she have a different name in the game, or she just goes by Millie? No, yeah, she-, she
0: does have a different name.
3: Oh yeah, Molotov girl. Or Molotov yeah, or Molotov something.
2: girl. Right. Yeah. Remember when she's like at the very beginning of the movie, she's trying to get some information from a shrouded figure. Sure. I yeah. swear that's Hugh Jackman.
1: I'm gonna. It's hilarious if it is. That would be so funny to find. I mean,
2: I wish there was a way I could go back. And I wish this was on a streaming service I could go back to play it right now. But like, I I heard nothing. I wrote on my notes. Yo, that's Hugh Jackman's voice. Like, that is so Hugh Jackman's voice. But I can't find it anywhere. I'm I'm googling keywords all online and I can't find nothing.
1: Let's get. That'd be hilarious. Let's get into our general thoughts. Dre, I'll start with you. General thoughts on Free
0: Guy. I loved it. It's everything I wanted and more. I loved all the Easter eggs. <laughs> um Yeah, it's fun, it's entertaining, it's exciting, it's heartfelt, it's adorable. Yeah, go see it.
3: Mr. Moshama, general thoughts. I love this movie. I enjoyed every single second of it more than I what I expected. I had so much faith in it. I was so waiting and eager like to watch it when it when it's out. But I enjoyed every single moment. Um, It has lots of things that I love about, like, a summer movie. About um, um, a cheerful movie that, like, makes things better. Like, that, like, entertaining. uh, That, like, a movie for the sake of entertainment that's really done well. That, like, you feel the effort and the thoughts put in. Do you know that they're making a movie about video games and how visual effects are? and they did not spare like a penny, like they spend everything that it should be done because you can see every, not, not every scene, but most of the scenes in both ways, like in, in, in live action and in uh, animation VFX with these characters like really built as a video game. Um, Ryan Reynolds with his charismatic and cherishing performance really added to the depth of the character. Like I'm not sure the way it was written, but I'm sure that like, his performance and his way and uh, his genuinity for, for, for doing this um, is showing on the screen. And the cast is amazing. Like, every single one of them did the role the way it should have been done.
1: Even, Even our Taika
3: be. Waititi was his performance, like, he annoyed you, but his annoyance is intended. Yeah, this...
1: I'm, I'm just going to echo some of the stuff you guys said. You know, this film is... Is, is actually everything I didn't know I wanted from the film. Um, like, and, and I gotta give credit to you know Matt Lieberman, Zach Penn, and Sean Levy um, for like just knowing, just 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 developing a great film, bringing it together, and just being like, you know what, this film everyone is gonna love, and we're not just like we're not just. You know, putting a bunch of like Easter eggs and cameos and things that like people are gonna like and are gonna like clickbait, yada yada yada. No, we're actually gonna tell a really great story with a really great message. Mm-hmm. We're gonna very cleverly and 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 like and like uh, tactfully touch on current day t- things that like. Our our issues or things or or commentary, but we're going to do it in such a way that it's not in your face. It's not going to put anybody off. It's just going to be there and gone, and you're going to feel the effects of it. But it's not going to leave a sour taste in your mouth, and you're going to be able to keep laughing as you move on forward. And And it does it in such a great way. This film is so well written. Yeah, uh, so well directed. The vision is there. Um, the the acting, the, yeah, yeah. The pacing is so good. Every moment, uh, so enjoyable. You're laughing literally from the moment you get the first shot. You are you are laughing to the very very end. Um, it's it's great. I will say my one of my very few negatives on this film is one of the last things Shama mentioned, which is Taiko Waititi. And Dre mentioned something so good yesterday, and she asked me, she said, do you think that directors are afraid to direct him because he is such a great director? And I thought that was such a great question, and I had not thought of it myself. I'm a little frustrated that I didn't think of it myself. Because if you look at Takawa Titi in any film, like, his best performance, I still think, is as Hitler Mm -hmm. in Jojo Rabbit, him directing himself.
0: Yeah, he had the vision for it.
1: Yes, he had this incredible vision. But, like, he's such a large character. He's such a strange character. And he seems to play these, like, kind of, like, not kind of, very oddball, larger-than-life characters Mm -hmm. that just are just unrealistic, silly, like, over-the-top. And annoying,
0: and he just needs to be reeled in. And I yes. felt like that if he was reeled in just a little bit, it would have been so much better.
1: And I can totally see directors, especially less experienced directors or directors that pay, maybe don't feel like they're of that same caliber, maybe look up to him, feeling like who am I to tell Taika Waititi how he's going to perform?
3: Like, yeah, but I don't know. we have Sean, Sean Levy, like his. his yeah, that's his, what I'm his, saying. Yeah, Sean Sha- 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 Levy director is, is, like, is super seasoned. Yeah, but when I mean. You-
0: When you look at all the other actors and how they're reeled in and their outrageousness in certain moments, they're, they're more, they're better. And why was it lacking with an actor as good as Taika Waititi? Like, why did that happen?
2: I think, I think better is relative. Because I think ultimately this is a film that is appealing to so many different types of audiences. Right. And I just think that maybe for the Nevado's, it was a bit too over the top. So you're I,
0: saying it wasn't? Every single line landed for you? There was never a time for correction or a time to pull back? I I'll, mean, Tim Gunn always says, you got to know when to edit. And with this character, they did not do any editing. Say I, I, this. Really
1: think, I I really think there's something here. And if we're talking, yes, Sean Levy has a very long list, a very, a, a very uh, extensive list of experience films that he's directed. None of them are Jojo Rabbit.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, true, good, true, but, true. But
1: like, but yo, let's he, he, he let not
3: a, not a personality or a character that yeah. like will be
1: afraid to direct Taika Waititi. I, like, I, but I disagree because that's the thing. it's like, I, I, again, I,
3: I disagree. We're
0: speculating here. But yeah, yeah, I think I think there is
3: something. Before he won his Oscars, like he filmed this before he won he won the Oscars for uh, for jojo Rabbit. So he like you his guys Oscar.
0: know there are there are actors like this, right? There I mean, are absolutely. actors.
3: No, I, mean, they I mean, don't. I'm, I'm not saying that I confirm. Also, that. It could, and here, hey, mind
1: you, it could be completely that it's not a Sean Levy thing. It could be completely that it's a Taika Waititi thing. I've mentioned this several times. I Morgan so. Freeman. Morgan yeah. Freeman thinks that directors are useless and completely unneeded, and he does not think they should even work. He's, he's like, I don't want them to even direct like their attention at me because I know what I'm doing. Don't you dare tell me how to do my job. Yeah, and like Taika Waititi could very well be one of these well, people. That, I, that Sean Levy, that Sean Levy kept saying, "Hey, can you tone it down a little bit?" And he's just like, Psh. and then he would just the, he would deliver the line even even bigger. Just, I'm the just I'm on I'm he under.
0: I'm just saying that it's the only character that I felt took me out of the movie completely too, too many times, too many times, you. and I I I'm trying to think. And I'm trying to think of what is the reason. And that, I think that's a very possible reason, either from intimidation, either from Taika Waititi thinking that he knows the character better than the director. You don't know what happened behind closed doors, but something happened with this character, in my opinion.
3: But you guys don't believe that like they, uh, Sean Levy and the writers were intentionally wants this, ca- wants this character to show to us like this? Like, I mean, even but,
0: but listen, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' alter ego... In the movie, without spoiling anything, if you know who I'm talking about, was outrageous as well. Yeah, and he was digestible and did not take us out of the movie.
1: And he fit into and, and he fit into it. The thing is that, like, it, and and you know what? That's another thing. That's another possibility. What you just pointed out, which is like, it's very possible. Like we've complained about Aquafina that people hire her just to be Aquafina you know, um, or or Tiffany Haddish, people hire her to be Tiffany Haddish. Um, it's very possible that they just hired him to be Taika Waititi and do his Taika That's Waititi what I in. like over the top thing, which like, again, then, in that case, then this is a knock on Sean Levy, which I don't I don't like because I think every other character is so incredibly directed. And then I think Taika Waititi's character really just takes you out of the film.
3: Maybe he just but- wanted to make like this childish villainish way of like unbelievable cheesy character because it's a video. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. We, we don't know. Like, but I tend to more towards that like it was intentionally done to be that bad for a character. Sure. Not bad, but like that you are just like annoyed from him. You just like hate him. You feel like he's all, 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 all over the place. So yeah, but I don't know. Like, and don't know.
0: also ridiculous to the point like nobody ever slapped this guy in his life. Like, with the stuff that he says, would you slap Jeff Bezos? What?
2: Would you slap Mark Zuckerberg?
0: No, I'm just saying, at one point, this guy was in high school, at one point, this guy was in college. And yes, 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 yes. his friends have been like, yo, you're stupid. Like, <laughs> nobody ever
2: really? – really? I mean, If we get a spin-off or villain origin story of this guy, I'm pretty sure he was just leaps and bounds different in, like, high school and early years in college. But money transformed him into this power-hungry, I'm going to be super, like, you know, young and hip and I'm in the lingo and all that stuff. Like – I, I think it's transformed, but yo, it worked for me. I didn't mind that cartoon character at all. Like I I am honestly, there's really there's not much of anything that I didn't like in this movie. Like I watched the movie in Dolby, hashtag Kobe does Dobie. And going in, I thought this was just gonna be a zany video game action comedy with Ryan Reynolds doing his Ryan Reynolds stick. And yo, it is exactly that. But surprisingly and gratefully, it's even more than that. Like Free Guy, no lie, is the most fun. It's the most funny. It's feel good. It's heart. Like it's, when I say it's heartfelt, y'all, it's like really, really, really heartfelt. It's motivational. It's inspirational. Like it's all of those things, movie of the year. Put that on a poster, okay? It's definitely heartbreaking, bro. All the Mm -hmm. hearts, anything that you could heart, dash, whatever. It's got that in it. It's a multi-quadrant rom-com that's masquerading as a Grand Theft Auto movie that gained a conscience. Like, <laughs> I don't even understand yeah. how you could put that yeah. concept yeah. on paper. Like one, I played way too much Grand Theft Auto. Free City essentially is, you know, Vice City or New York or Liberty City or San Andreas. It's all of yeah. that kookiness, except we have a protagonist who gains a conscience and evolves and is. Like, is one of like the better characters we have on screen in a really long time. Can you imagine Tommy Versetti from Vice City doing what Guy's doing, mm-hmm. becoming More self-aware earth. in 1986, trying to escape Vice City while teaching valuable life lessons along the way? Yo, so, Guy literally is changing the world with all the players that he comes in contact with. And these are those I remember shit. playing Grand Theft Auto and like literally gleefully running over hookers. Right? And it mm-hmm. talks about that. It's it's aware of like all of the hyper violent things that we really shouldn't be glorifying inside of a video game, this com- this movie commentates on it. It's incredibly yes. smart. Yo, yes. I love how, like, th- look at this team, right? So we got Sean Levy, right? This guy's done Night at the Museum. He's done Real Steel. He's done Date Night. He kind of excels in comedy that also has a heart, but is a, a bit inviting to, like, a really wide audience, a cast a wide net, right? You got Matt Lieberman. This guy has done comedies most recently, like, he's written for Scoob. The Adams Family movie, the animated one. The Christmas Chronicles, which but, I was hella surprised but, that came out on Netflix.
3: But, but what? everything you mentioned,
2: mm-hmm.
3: everything you mentioned that we all agreed on, I think we loved these parts. Not because of Sean Levy, not because of Matt uh, Lieberman. I think it's because of Zach Penn. Because Lady yeah, oh, oh, Player, yes. Player One was everything yeah. that I loved here. Bro, it was bro, there.
2: Avengers, bro, Avengers. Avengers. X2. Yeah. my One of my favorite movies growing up. The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger bro like uh, Carl Weathers like uh, uh, man you don't you don't understand like and I think like he he's the type of writer that like so he's got a thing where he knows how to be able to play with like parts of like reality and then like hyper like you know the unrealism and I think this is a nice dream team that did a really solid was this was this greenlit before the Fox deal yeah from from Fox yes got gotcha. you and i think that it knew that it was going to have a maybe a bigger sandbox to be able to play with because we get some like that's what really Disney, great easter eggs along the, the, the way at the, the end
3: didn't have seen like the the, the potential there that's why, like they yeah. know how to pick this They're like okay okay let us have another look on that movie let's see like the budget and they started like getting uh, uh, like kevin feige took, took a look there uh, other people like started taking a look like what's going on uh, alan horn took a look there like uh, what's happening like let's put everything on hold and see what we can add there because they saw the potential. And they know how a good movie will attract.
1: Now, before we get into spoilers, I want to one more thing that to, to, to point out on this film, the vibes that it gave me. For those that have seen, and this is just elements of the film, right? Not the whole film. But for those that have seen The Invention of Lying, have you guys seen this movie?
2: The Invention of Lying, I remember the
1: title. It sounds really I familiar, but it.
0: I don't think I've seen it.
1: Yeah, The Emission Line with uh, Ricky Gervais, directed by him as well, um, and Jennifer Garner. Um, it, it literally is exactly what it means. It's, just, it's in, in an earth that lying, no one lies, everyone tells the truth at all times. And this guy tells the very first lie one day out of desperation, and everyone believes him because they don't know any different. And it's and it's just it's it's if you haven't seen it, it's. An oh, awesome I would movie. love but, to
3: watch a movie like. Yeah, that, but
1: yeah. there are elements in this movie that really remind me of that movie. For those those that have seen it, that's one of the elements in this film you can really look forward to. If you enjoyed that about Invention Line, which I really did, um, it's something you can look forward to in this. But those are our general thoughts. Um, it seems like we are all overwhelmingly positive in this film. Um, but yeah, if you have not seen it, this is where you want to step away. Um, there's there are definitely things to spoil. Um, that you you really want to walk into blind because it's just such enjoyable moments that you get to enjoy for the first time not knowing about them. So if you've not seen it, I recommend pausing us here. I appreciate the listen. And, uh, yeah, make sure you come back after you've watched the film um, and enjoyed it and laughed. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a great ride. Uh, we'll be here to uh, continue telling you about our spoiler thoughts when you've done watching it. So once again, spoilers ahead. Do you know
2: I got these spoilers?
1: So, yo, we've talked about these. Uh, we've kind of hinted at, like, you know, one of the reasons Disney bought this film uh, for all these Easter eggs that they get to put in. Is this so the moment where he summons Cap's shield, is that or was that as satisfying as like Cap pulling Mjolnir? no
3: yes you have seen me oh you're asking colby i'm sorry i feel like it's there <laughs> it was there like when you, you saw like i jumped i jumped out of the yeah. scene like i could not believe i did not expect that yeah. i was trying to avoid everything like uh like uh, before the screener you know and yeah. like i couldn't believe it like, i was just like oh my god oh my god like i was like I, I got so emotional, like goosebumps, like everywhere. Like I couldn't believe it. Like it was like just back to back, you know, like Easter eggs and cameos, like back to back. I was just like so aesthetic. Like it was like euphoria, you know, like euphoric moments back to back, like climactic.
2: My, my theater went wild and it's undeniable yeah. that, you know, anything that you can be able to introduce from the MCU to cross over into something else, especially with the fact that like we're in this kind of meta space right now where Ryan Reynolds and his counterpart in Deadpool, who can break the fourth wall and can kind of live in between the MCU and outside the MCU. It, and essentially, the way that it's done in this film, it's like he almost winks directly at the camera to be like, "Yeah, I just did what you thought I just did." And it was it was done really, really well. And it's only because of that Fox acquisition that this was even a possibility. Because no way was yeah. this in the original yeah. script. Yeah. Uh, no they way, no. Pay you know? you know? yes, the royalties and all these
3: stuff. Like, no like, I think it's like Disney. Okay, let's do it. do don't, don't Like it's it's us, you know, <laughs> in, in house
1: the cherry the cherry to top it all off it's just that quick cameo of chris evans like it like it's so good it it it's it could have been
0: bad his, I yeah, felt like they, his, they did
1: it. It's perfectly well. It's 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 perfectly timed. His timing is so good with that line, and it cuts right. And it's just exactly. so good.
3: And the line, the choice of the line is perfect because, like, he was the one that always says like like something related to that in the entire MCU. So when he says like something that's not expected from Captain America, yeah. So like,
0: I but do you guys know? So you si- this this scene is very important because it's clear that everything he's pulling out of his you know. Backpack, so to speak is you know shock and awe and a callback to something mm-hmm. so it's the shield
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: then it's the the hawk arm. The arm there's a gun and it oh, looks yeah. so familiar Cole, do, you do you guys know, know what it's from is it spider-man is it from spider-man oh wait the, the
1: tele wait the teleport the gravitational gun, gun i is think it's a portal from home, no, no, no. The, his homecoming. portal is in there. I'm talking okay. about the when she, when he grabs him with the thing and lifts him through the roof and then like moves him so over. So yeah,
2: that gravity. I, I'm, I, I'm I, not a game. From you remember his homecoming when they, the robbed, man. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, when they rob. You're right. When yeah, they rob the the ATMs, the ATM, yeah, they okay. have that. They capture him with. He that walks and in. And
0: he's like, oh, man. the Avengers.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I
3: didn't get you. I the I like mean, the lightsaber. I, I mean, yeah, the lightsaber.
2: That's. That's great, you know. Um,
1: my least My least excited moment was the lightsaber. No, oh gosh.
2: Wars not <laughs> Yo, did you did you like what, what was what was the, um, his counterpart's name? It was a uh, dude, dude, right? Dude,
3: yeah. yeah. Did, did you did you like the the, the makeup and bodysuit of dude?
0: No, I didn't like it.
3: Mm. But I liked it because like the girl said, like she she kept telling him it's not it's an unfinished character. That's why like when he says catchphrase, they did not find the catchphrase yet to yeah, put it there. But he said he's just.
0: He's got nothing up, like, he's, like, she said he's basically dumb. So I feel like the aesthetics of the character were finished, not his, like, internal dialogue.
1: But, but, also, I think that character makes perfect sense for Taika Waititi's absurd character. He totally would request a character like this to be put into this new Free City Two carnage. You know, like, he totally would have this guy with, like, a tattoo of the blue shirt, but he's super buff and like absurd and destroys that he can break through a wall. He's basically the Hulk. Like I, I feel like, no, did I love how he looked? No, but also I feel like it makes sense because of the guy that requested he be created. Very fair. One thing I want to talk about is, um, yo, this film, I guess I knew there was going to be an element of romance in this film. You know, we kind of get a little bit of that in the, in the trailer, but I did not realize I was walking into a rom-com. This film, you know, we talked about, you know, all the 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 hard, how'd you put it, all the hearts, all the hearts, um, all the hearts. It really touches on that heartfelt, you know, relationship element of it, and it. I don't know if anybody else felt this, but listen, when we when they go on their date, they get that bubblegum ice cream, they're having a great time, you know. Uh, 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 she's really starting to feel him, and she's like, let's do "This dude is different." Oh, let's meet in the real world. Like me and Dre immediately were like. Yo, this film is a tragedy.
0: Yeah, like, we looked I, at each other. Like
1: we looked at each other. we were like, yo, don't tell me this film is a tragedy because they cannot be together, and so I want them to be together so bad, but they cannot because he
2: he isn't real. Well, well, think about it. they technically do end up together because what we end up finding out is that he is he he's the he's Joe Carey's character. Right? Nah,
0: but he's still an AI. You, keep, they're two different. He's, two he's different real. Bees. I mean, real. Yeah, they're but he's ba- but he's based off of him. But he's like sure, essentially based what? Off what, what like, he's based. but he's based off of him, but he's making his own decisions. He is. He is. But it's his still, own it's, choices.
2: It's, but the basis of it is informed off of that. And I thought that it was like it, it was really lovely that like I kind of got the best of both worlds because while Guy doesn't end up with Millie, Millie ends up with the guy that she was always meant to be with. And you could see it; it charts so much like a rom-com, oh, yeah. like the rom-coms that I grew up with in the late '80s and '90s. I'm like, "Yo, this movie is so simple. It's so sweet, and it's pulling off all the cheese. And this is the cheese I like."
3: I agree. I like this kind of, of romantic comedies, like nice, sweet things, simple. Like uh, I was just watching, uh, like uh, Working Girl, like a movie from the '80s that was that was amazing. Like simple story. And this is happening here as well. And I agree with with Raul and this that, that it's tragic. And I was like, so, oh my gosh, this will never happen because they can never be together. But uh, at the same time, we had good uh, relief at the end where, because like he's living the life that he can and she's living a real life with a person that she has never paid attention to and he never paid attention to her.
2: You know, when, she, when she realizes like how dumb she's been this entire time when my guy is at the desk and she's like, Oh snap! And she runs outside, and they're across the street from each other. I'm just like, I was afraid that Carl okay, would no, hit them. no, no, I was really no. No, listen. That, Carl that, was hit.
0: that yes, that yeah. scene gave me anxiety me too. because the Are you only serious? time, oh yes, gosh. the only time we've ever had shots across the street, somebody has gotten hit. The entire <laughs> movie,
3: exactly. Yeah. I was the same. I couldn't. Yeah,
1: and I want to point out, like, uh. uh, uh Jodie Comer, we haven't focused on her. Yo, she's so good in this movie. She's, yeah, she's so really good. good. She's so good. Her line, like, I want to go back and, and watch Killing Eve again, start from the beginning and, and, and keep watching. because I, I haven't never watched it yet. at all.
2: You recommend it? Oh, my yes. God. It's
1: amazing. It's so good. But she is incredible. And she's so good. Her line delivery is so good. I mean, I had already seen it in the trailer, but watching it in the movie is just so satisfying when she says, Oh, he found the
3: button, and oh. I was just like, "Yes!" Like you know, she like, nailed, I
2: just, she nailed that joke. Her time is great. She, yeah, has she's she's really, really
1: so. The
3: good. way we see her coming in was was really good. Like the introductory to her character, and like uh, it shows like comedic performance from a very strong and talented actor. Like I believe that like she will have like a great, brilliant future. Like she's re- very, very talented and so charismatic.
0: There's another scene that I think we have to talk about, and it's one of my favorites. And it's when she's in the mansion on the side of the, you know, cave mansion or whatever, and guy comes through the window in on a motorcycle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That entire sequence. Was absolutely amazing, incredible, yeah. incredible yeah. sequence. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes.
2: yeah, All the action in this movie is a lot of fun. I mean, even when Joel Carey and um, and and uh, Utkar, uh, I keep forget the gentleman's Utgar, name. Utgar. yeah, I keep forgetting his name, the character's name inside. But when they dress up as the rabbit and the, and the porn stash cop and they're chasing it, like it's this movie so fun. Like it, it, it's so playful. It doesn't take itself seriously, and it's able to find a pocket just where it all works. And, and, and I mean, it, it sucks that the Taika Waititi character was a bit over the top for you guys, but yeah. like the music's great. I love how with Ryan Reynolds, you know, like him as a producer and having a heavy hand, into like the creative concepts of this film. He chose to have Brian Carey fantasy play all throughout the film. Like that's a distinctive yeah. choice. You can only get from a guy like that who understands comedy so who bad. understands his own movie startup? Yo, I want to be guy for Halloween. I want my doctors. So yeah. I want that blue. I'm torn. I don't know if I want to do like like the short sleeve Oxford with the tie or don't want to do the Henley. It kind of just depends on what stage of guy that I'm in.
1: Right. I want to do the short sleeve because I just like short sleeve. So I'm right,
2: kind right. of feeling the Henley though.
0: I want to be be Channing Tatum's character?
3: Yo, listen. no, no, listen. listen. So, literally uh, a week ago, that, a week ago, I tweeted, "Where the f, f is Channing Tatum, bro?" It, I remember, I remembered you, I remembered you because you, you said this, like that, like I said, like, "Oh my gosh, like, did Colby know something about that?" Because I had no clue. No (laughs) No clue. Here's
2: this guy. He's kind of like medium Channing Tatum right now. He's putting a little pounds and stuff like that. I know he's been through some things, but like,
0: he's he's still, honestly, it looks better. Yeah, he's so
1: beautiful. He's a beautiful man. He's a, Yo, he's a very he is silky so dancer. funny again, and we've seen him. He has great comedic timing. I mean, 21 yes. Jump Street, but he's so good. And in this, he's so good. And what did they do with his character? You know that the fact that he's <laughs> we're jumping <laughs> between like the like his real life person. That's like this is his AI, and like seeing that and like mom seriously. Dr. Ming. She's like, you're 22 and you live in my house. Like this, like all these moments. And then you were seeing like Channing Tatum like throwing a fit inside. It's so funny. <laughs> he's so good. And every and and this is again like he's over the top.
0: But he's but he's, he's committed he's, and he's reeled in
3: where he, he needs
1: yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. He's fully committed. He his conviction is to the max, but Magic Mike. Magic
3: Mike dances with her. <laughs> really oh
1: my. It's so good. Like <laughs> that is, moment
0: where he like Caresses his hips. Yes. I was like, what, what, what is happening? <laughs>
2: Oh man, there's no, something. No, I mean, no. yo, but even like the other supporting players in this film, like Lil' Roy Howry, I think it does a great job of just being like a, a good job. guy and a good friend. So even him, good. even him overcoming his own fears because Guy is 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 on his own path that's so different from all the other NPCs. And not only is he inspiring the people that are in the game that are playing the game, but like real people in the, in the outside life. Yo, he's inspiring these other NPCs to be able to kind of break their own rules and be themselves. I think one of the Greatest lines in the entire film, and this is something that, like, I I I feel like maybe I should get tattooed on my body, or at least like put on a shirt. Right? Is essentially life doesn't have to be something that just happens to us. Yeah, I think that's just so beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Last
1: question I have, as we get ready to wrap up, is I'll ask it to Shama first. Is there is there a place for this film to have a sequel?
3: I think that they were thinking about that. And I think they will give it a shot, but not not recent, like like it will not happen in the like the next couple of years. But I think it's it's open the, the idea should happen. I think it's a story think, that should have I'm a sorry. sequel.
0: They well, cannot make a sequel for this movie uh, yes. before they make a sequel for Ready Player One.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Spielberg about that. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. that's up to that guy.
3: I do yeah, That's, that's and I think this it, movie's
2: primed for it though. I, I yes. think that there's it, there's so many different ways you can go. I mean, you could think of like typically what you do in a video game scene. Yes. If you want to go that route, it doesn't need um, to be
3: the same character. It doesn't need to be. It him, doesn't exactly no. this, then say in the same world, another yeah, story I mean, that happened at the same time. And also,
1: something. it it absolutely like it can be it the, like and 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 the thing is that like think think of what we created. This is AI. They created AI, and what happens in every AI situation in the world eventually is. They one of the over? yeah one of the AIs becomes evil and tries to take over. Andrew and I can absolutely see a a, like <laughs> this self contained movie within the world where like one of the AIs tries to be like a like a dictator and then tries to like destroy the world. And I can absolutely see a sequel where we do something like that. Um but no I, I absolutely I agree. Um I think that we can totally have a sequel to this movie and I, I'm down for it. Um But also, I'm okay if it's just this, and I just keep, I'm gonna be rewatching this movie. We're gonna get into final thoughts. I'll give my first listen. Um, My final thought is this I'm very torn. I wasn't until this film on what my favorite movie of the year is. Because it's shot
2: up up that high.
1: Whoa. It's up there within the heights for me. Um, I I, I think just like what in the heights means to me puts it above it. Um, But like as far as quality, like, you know. uh, It's it's there, man. Everything is so great in this film, Um, and it it is just it's this film is going to stand the test of time. This film is so rewatchable. Yeah, this film is so rewatchable. This film is so much fun, and I think people are going to. This is one of those that like people are just going to be replaying in their homes. Their kids are going to want to watch it all the time. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Colby, you got a kid in your house that love watching people, other people play video games. They don't like play video games; themselves. they <laughs> like watching other people play video games. That's and this true. movie is that to the max, bro. Yeah, and it's so good. And kids all are going to love it.
2: All those YouTubers and Twitch affiliates—I've got no idea who they were, but everybody <laughs> I in my mean, theater, I knows, knows they to play. yeah, I mean, they're super yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, no, you're right. This this has such rewatchability. You know, I I really do hope. I, it sucks that you know right now it seems that the pandemic has. We went we went opposite direction. We were trending really, really good, um, but folks haven't been responsible with their own personal health, and we're trending the opposite way. Right? Um, you know, this is not like HBO Max. Where we're getting a day and date release, right? Um, but I don't believe that the box office is what's going to predicate if there's going to be a sequel, though. Um, I would, in my mind, I thought 40, 50 million could be done with this movie. Right now, there was a report just a few hours ago that was saying that estimates are saying fifteen to twenty million which feels so low for like, especially how much this movie costs a lot of money, you know? Um, But I think, I think that Disney, you know, ultimately the parent company of 20th century studios, they're taking a mulligan on most of the films and their performances here and out to the end of the year and just saying, Hey, you know what? We did the best that we could all things considered. We got Ryan Reynolds. This dude is perpetually 35, so he's not going to age out of guy. All right. Um, If he wants to do it, it's going to get done. And yes, Hugh Jackman will be in it. And his face and his muscles will be in it too. I'll
0: say one more thing. The kiss was good. Oh, The second one. The second one was really good.
2: The one one that she lands. Yeah. Trying to wake him up.
0: Mm -hmm. That kiss was good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. It startled me a little bit.
3: I'll start you off with report cards. What's your report card on this?
0: I'm going to give it a nine.
3: All right. (laughs) Shama. I will join you guys and I will repeat what I said. Like, I love this movie. I love everything about it. It's everything that I love about um, a positive movie, nice, uh, that's done for entertaining, but it's done properly. uh, That thoughts are put into it. I loved, of course, like the the cameo scenes from the the Disney movies. And uh, I loved the, the Channing Tatum scenes. I loved the kiss scene, like both of them. The second one was phenomenal like was really really good everything about this film is like more than what i expected i'm glad that they really put the effort and the dedication and the time and the authenticity of knowing how video games are done and how they are played Uh, the side commentaries about like the life of the gamers that like that kid like lives with his mother the other one that he said like living in his mom's basement at the beginning of the movie everything in the movie is like is like to the point. I, I I will join you as well. Like, my and the Heights is still not my number one of the year. Free Guy is my number two. Coda is my number three. But yeah. this movie is nine out of 10 for me.
2: Colby Mack, what's your score? Yeah, man. This movie is just a ball of fun. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, this is a strong nine out of 10 for your boy.
1: I will join you guys at a nine. So that means a cumulative report card is a nine out of 10. And I will say, listen, a lot of good movies from Warner Brothers this year, but you know, when we're talking about. Easter eggs, and you know, we're looking at free. This is how you do something like this, not whatever happened in Space Jam. You really just took <laughs> yes. a bad movie and tried to jam a bunch of Easter eggs into it from your library of Easter eggs. Um, but yo, that is it. That's it for our conversation today on respect and free guy. Everyone, make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a ton. So if you could take 10 seconds to leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Colby Mack, thanks for joining us for this again, sir. Uh, Let the folks know where they can find you.
2: Yo, you can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D, me, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Clubhouse. When they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby
3: Told Me. Team, where can folks find you?
0: You can find me at EzerPhoto Photo on Instagram. That's E-Z-E-R.
3: And you can find me at Muhammad Chama on Twitter.
1: And you can find me at The Raul Nevada. You can find us at M Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the site MReportPod.com. Hey, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know this is yours. Minorities Report. Peace.